are listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. When I was young, I remember we had a special room in the house that uh, we only used at certain times. Uh, For some reason, it was called the living room, uh, but it didn't seem like we did much living in there because it had the fancy furniture and it was definitely off limits for playing. Uh, We have special plates in our house uh, that we use only uh, for fancy dinners or special guests. And maybe you have uh, special clothes, uh, fancy clothes that you wear for nice dinners out or to go to someone's wedding or, or a big occasion. We all have things that are set apart for a special purpose. Do you know that God made us to be special? He made us, the Bible says, in his image to show what he is like in a way that nothing else does. But our first parents, Adam and Eve, turned their backs on God and disobeyed him and said, no, we don't want to do that. We want to go our own way. And so they disobeyed and they turned away from God. All of us have inherited that tendency to go our own way, to decide what we think we ought to be living for and what ought to be special in our lives. And yet God promised that one day he would rescue and restore all his disobedient children. Well, we've been looking at the messages that God gave through his prophet Isaiah about the comfort and the hope and the rescue that he wants to bring to all who trust in him. But, but how will that happen? Well, in this season of Lent, we're going to continue listening to the prophet Isaiah as he talks about one very special servant of his. That this servant is the special one, the one who is set apart, the one who is formed and called by God just for this purpose. He's like nobody else. And he will accomplish all of God's plan. Listen to how Isaiah puts it in Isaiah 49, verses 5 through 7. And now the Lord, Yahweh, says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring back Jacob to him, that Israel might be gathered to him. He says, It's too light a thing for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and bring back Israel. I will make you a light for the nations, and my salvation will reach the ends of the earth. Thus says Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to the one who is despised and abhorred, the servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, and princes shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Here is the unique servant of God, the the special one set apart for this purpose, to, to bring back not just God's wandering children, but to the ends of the earth. Did did you hear God's big heart for all that he has made? It's not enough for you to save the children of Israel, my covenant people, 
you're going to be the savior, the rescuer for everyone. But the way that this is going to happen is not the way we do things. The way it's going to happen is the servant is being rejected. Did you hear about this servant being abhorred and despised by people? But by his sacrifice, by that rejection, the servant will accomplish the Lord's will and, and he will save many. That special one, that servant, of course, is, is Jesus. The bread reminds us that Jesus' body was sacrificed for us in our place. And, and the cup that symbolizes his blood reminds us that Jesus' blood was poured out to wash away our sin. And the palms... You guys still have those palms? Wave them? Yes. The, the palms were a symbol of victory and celebration, maybe in our world like uh, balloons and streamers uh, or confetti. It, the, the people who oppose the servant, though, God says, will one day have to bow down and acknowledge that he is the Lord, that he has been the faithful one. I like to get my own way. I like to do things that are fun. I, I don't want to choose, you know, to do chores and homework and uh, projects. But in God's kingdom, he's saying everything is upside down from the way we normally do it. Because the servant will be the greatest. And the person who humbles himself will be elevated. The, the one who obeys God's will is the hero and the savior. And the humblest one, the servant here, is the one who deserves honor and praise. We're moving into this Lenten season then, uh, putting ashes on our foreheads to remind ourselves, well, that we are frail, that we are human, that one day these physical bodies are going to wear out and return to the ground. Just like our first parents were made from the dust of the earth. We will not last forever in these bodies. And it's good for us to remember that because that's the price that our sin has brought into the world. And we put ashes on our forehead as well to remind ourselves of that cost. It's a sign of repentance and grief, and it's supposed to encourage us to let God help us truly be sorry for all the ways that we've disobeyed him. Our own sinfulness, our sinful actions, loving the wrong things, loving things in the wrong way, those are what caused Jesus to have to grow, go to the cross to save us. And he's the faithful servant, not us. So in a moment, we're going to have the opportunity to come to one of the tables. And if you want to have ashes placed on your forehead, it's a sign of recognizing our frailty, our impermanence, our, our sinfulness, and the cost that Jesus paid to rescue us. But we also have the opportunity to come to the table and celebrate communion. The bread and the juice are waiting, the, the symbols of a new covenant that 
Jesus' body and blood were broken and poured out to save us from all that we have done wrong. We rejoice that God has made a way for us to come back to him. And the palm branches remind us that Jesus is our king. And then in him, we have reason to celebrate. Especially because one day he will come again in victory and he will be acknowledged and worshipped as the servant, as the righteous one, as the one who is worthy of honor. So as we take some time here for several minutes to come to the table, to receive ashes, to receive communion, we can also take some time to reflect on how to practice Lent in three parts. And uh, any of you kids who were uh, with Joey last, uh, this last Sunday uh, probably heard him talk about these three elements. First of all, we pray. You guys make a a praying motion. We pray in Lent. The the church for centuries has called God's people to pray. Pray daily for something specific, for someone specific. Maybe pray for the life and health of the church. Pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. This season starts a 40-day period also for our Muslim neighbors who look at the season of Ramadan as a time of fasting and prayer, and maybe pray that God would draw their hearts to him and help them see that Jesus is the Savior and the Lord. Pick someone, pick something, and pray. And then fasting, uh, not, not like running fast, but maybe like a hand motion like this, like saying no. To fast is to say no to something. It's a way, it means to give up something that has gotten too much of a hold on our hearts. We put something in the wrong place, and we're asking God to help us see that and to say no. It doesn't matter if the thing that you give up, that you say no to, is big or small. What matters is how deeply it has kind of wormed its way into our hearts. So, you know, maybe if desserts have become too much of a thing, maybe that means giving up sugar or Uh, Maybe it's caffeine or alcohol or TV or uh, afternoon snacks or some people give up social media or uh, listening to their uh, favorite news commentators. It could be your smartphone. It could be watching sports. It could be Netflix. Whatever you give up, it's about giving up something that your heart has loved too much or in the wrong way. So we say no. We pray, we say no, and we love. I'm not great at doing the little heart sign. Maybe some of you are better. There you go. We love. Because Lent isn't just about restriction, about saying no. It's also about spending time actively loving the people that maybe we don't normally love or we don't find as easy to love. Who needs your love this season? Who is it especially that you have a hard time maybe noticing or caring for or forgiving or getting along with. It could be a brother or sister. It could be someone at school. It could be someone out in the world that you're upset about. What could you do, though, to to practically show love to your neighbors, to your family, to your neighborhood, to your office or your school? God is calling you to use this focus during Lent to love the people around you, to pray, to fast, and to love. 
So in just a minute, Joey's gonna, Pastor Joey's going to come up and give us instructions on how we'll do the ashes and communion. You are special. God made everyone special because we're made in his image. And we've all gone the wrong way. And we aren't the way we ought to be. The good news is that Lent reminds us that Jesus, the servant, has come to rescue and redeem us so that we can look more like Jesus, more like we were supposed to. Let's enter into a holy Lent focused on God and what he would say to us and do through us. Amen.